This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to More Than Amused Podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hi everyone, and welcome back to More Than Amused Podcast. I'm Stani. And I am Sadie, and thank you for joining us today. We have a super cool interview for you. I know. I was really excited about this one. So if you've been listening for a while, you obviously know that me and Sadie have been heavily invested in TikTok for quite a while now (laughs) and finding a lot of people through there. Um, But a long time ago, I ran across this TikTok creator whose username is Chef Kelsey, and she just has like the most helpful cooking tips um, that's kind of like a lot of basic stuff that like I just didn't know and that a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she actually has like a culinary degree and everything. And even though this is a little bit more loosely an art, um, it's still like the culinary arts and something that we wanted to talk about in yeah. regards to women in the culinary arts. Totally. She's joining us today. I am so happy that she has been on. I, I this is it's a very good interview and you're going to like I promise even if you feel like you hate cooking and that cooking is the worst, you are going to leave inspired to go to the grocery store and cook a beautiful meal tonight because just yes. the way she like talks about cooking, it's like it's contagious. Like you can tell she's so passionate about it, you know? Oh yeah. And she so it, loves it makes it. you want to it makes me want to do it too. I'm like, oh, I'm passionate about cooking now too. Yes. This is amazing. <laughs> and I cannot even stress enough like how accomplished she is. Like for real. Holy cow. Like I did not realize we were getting someone this qualified. Like I knew she was qualified, but this is like a whole new level. She's been literally cooking since she was five years old and professionally since she was like 16. Yeah. So she'll talk a lot about that but she has a lot of ebooks and accounts to check out and she's just Mm -hmm. got like a great welcoming personality like you guys are really gonna love this one well should we just jump right into it then yeah let's do it cool well here is our interview with chef kelsey well thank you so much i'm so excited i've been following your tiktok for a while now Um, And we really wanted to talk to a female that had been through culinary school because um, neither of us have any experience with that. Um, I'm a graphic designer. And I I do music. I'm like a songwriter and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even though we have a podcast about the arts, we don't know anything about the culinary arts. So we're so happy that you could be here to tell us a little bit about that and share some insight. So it's going to be really great. And we're really grateful. Oh, thank you. I'm glad y'all thought of me. That's really flattering. Do you want to give like a brief intro to yourself and everything? Sure. Well, my name's Kelsey. I am 23 years old. I'm known on social media as Chef Kelsey or Chef Kelsey Shade. Um, They kind of vary between Instagram and TikTok. Uh, TikTok is my main platform. Uh, I have over 340,000 followers. On there, um, I've grown really fast. I started on TikTok in May of last year of 2020. Oh, wow. So oh. it's been kind of a whirlwind. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I started cooking when I was five and learned all throughout my childhood and then decided I wanted to be a chef when I was 11 and that I wanted to go to culinary school when I was 12. I decided I wanted to go to the Culinary Institute of America when I was 12. And then I started at um, CIA is how we abbreviate it. Um, two weeks after I graduated high school is when I started there. So it was pretty quick um, from the get-go. I knew what I wanted to do. And then I got my culinary arts degree there. And then I did my culinary science degree as well. Um, and then once I graduated the second time, I uh, started working for Marriott at the Gaylord Opryland Resort in Nashville. 
So I was basically an assistant sous chef there. I had a different title because I was in their leadership development program, but Mm -hmm. um, I basically did the job of an assistant sous chef. And then I got furloughed a couple months in because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And I honestly wasn't really upset about it because I didn't love the job. I love the people that I worked with, but the job really wasn't for me. I'd never really worked in a hotel before. So mm-hmm. the high volume of it all, um, I, I felt like I wasn't getting to be very creative or uh, learn a lot in terms of culinary techniques because it was so high volume. A lot of it had to be really quick things. And um, yeah, definitely respect what they do, but it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. So I got furloughed and then I was just hanging out because we didn't know how long everything was going to last. And then I posted a video on TikTok and it blew up to 2 million views in four days. And I had over a hundred thousand followers in like a week. And I said, okay, I guess people want to know how to cook (laughs) on here. So the big thing for me is I had been on TikTok before and I saw so many recipe videos, but I didn't see a lot of people teaching the actual techniques of, you know, mm-hmm. how to cut an onion, how to brown chicken, how, what does roasting mean? Um, what does saute mean? Mm-hmm. How do you properly cook pasta? And really being able to teach and explain to people why different things go wrong for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I started with in I just grew from there and now it's basically my full-time job as a content creator. And then I also teach classes virtually and I can do in person, but right now still with COVID people are a little like, Oh, I don't know about that, but hopefully um, within a year or so I can get back into teaching in person. And then I also do some consulting stuff and um, recipe development and things like that. So I've got a lot of different lines of of things, but definitely great. I love what I'm doing now. So what was like your first, what was the video that got 2 million views? What were you doing in it? I I don't know the original one. Um, yeah. So I was honestly just kind of introducing myself. Um, and I was going really fast. I hadn't, I'd made a few TikTok videos before that, but nothing, um, me myself, it was more of the, just doing the silly voiceovers or like some silly trend. It wasn't anything about cooking. And so I was just, you know, Hey, I I'm Kelsey. I'm a professional chef. Like these are my credentials. And I was talking really fast because I didn't know all of the little ways to be able to start and stop the video and everything. So I was like stopping it. And, and I was trying to, you only have a minute. So I was trying to do everything really fast. And I didn't know you could set a timer and get it to stop at a certain point. So I was like trying to put everything into all these clips and I had to retake it a million times. And I think I was getting super frustrated with that. And it came across as aggressive in the video because I was just trying to say everything in the time span. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, lesson number one is knives. And I was like, this is not how you hold it. This is not how you hold it. This is not how you hold it. I was like, this is the correct way. And I was holding the knives and I talked with my hands. And so I was moving the knives around pretty fast (laughs) in the video. And then um, I was talking just general sense of, you know, how to choose a knife for yourself. And again, I was holding two different knives in my hand and I was like, like back and forth on it. And so people were like, okay, don't yell at me. Or, you know, like she almost hit herself in the face and just these crazy comments. And then I got a lot of crazy hate comments of people being like, yeah, um, because I showed my two degrees in the video and it wasn't, um, it wasn't because I, um, wanted to be like, oh, I have a degree, so I'm a chef. I was just showing that I had proper credentials. You're like, I actually know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of people who said, you know, oh, if you were a guy, you wouldn't have to to show that or like, you know, explain yourself. And in a way, I never, I didn't even think about that, mm-hmm. you know, of me being a woman and having to prove myself. It was more so my me being young. I'm only 23. And so yeah. I think a lot of people see me and think, oh, she's too young to like Mm -hmm. know anything or to have a certain amount of um, experience or something like that. Anyway, so I just wanted to show like proof to people. Okay, look, I I physically have these two degrees. (laughs) And then, um, and I listed, you know, like I, I said in the video that I have been working professionally for about 10 years almost. It's Mm -hmm. like seven, but I started professionally cooking really when I was like 13. 
Um, wow. not, not necessarily legally, but <laughs> <laughs> we, we won't and, tell, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and I listed words on the screen of the different places that I've worked and there were people like, Oh, a, a degree doesn't make you a chef. Like you're full of crap, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I didn't say a degree makes you a chef. I honestly don't think it does. You're like, I'm just trying to show you guys you can trust me. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. So there were some, some people, there were some people on there who I guess are other culinary students that Mm. I don't know what, what their deal was, but they, there were some pretty nasty comments, not that many, probably like 0.1% or something like that. Most of it was like, this is awesome. I'm so excited excited to learn and and that kind of thing but yeah there were some people who I was like y'all need to calm down like it's like, not I'm it's just, not that I'm serious. just trying to teach you how to choose your knives like <laughs> and tell you I know what I'm talking about like can we calm yourselves here wow yeah, was pretty funny, when you said so. you got hey I was like what could they possibly even I say know. about that so <laughs> that's oh my gosh that's insane <laughs> to me <laughs> yeah that was that was pretty nuts um but majority was was like excited or saying like oh that's awesome or some Mm -hmm. people asked me how old I was um Mm -hmm. because they thought I was younger than I am which I guess will help when I'm like 40 and I look young (laughs) like take it for what it is yeah yeah some people were like I thought you were 16 I'm like what do I look that young but okay that's that's amazing. Oh man, I can't even imagine. No, that's one of the things that I love about your videos actually is that like you obviously have the talent and ability and education to like do a lot of stuff and yet you're teaching like a lot of basics that none of us really know. <laughs> I don't know how to cut with a knife. I don't know like the correct way to like brown chicken and everything. So I think it's really cool that you were able to find that spot on TikTok to like help people with things that like everyone should know how to do, but like none of us, but none of us know how to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of that came from my, um, cooking and teaching experience. So some stuff through culinary school was just able to learn, you know, I I had known a lot of things before that, but more so better ways to do things. I don't want to say properly or improperly because there's a lot of opinions on that kind of stuff but um just more efficient ways to do something Mm -hmm. or easier ways to do something um so I found some of that I I learned just oh that works better um in that sense and then I watched some other students and their different ways of of learning or, or things that they struggled with versus not um and then especially through my culinary science degree we really got into the nitty gritty of molecular structures of different food and, you know, starches, what those different molecular structures look like and how they interact with water and why they do different things and why rice versus pasta versus potatoes act differently. Um, In some ways you can treat them similarly, but depending on their starch molecule size, that can, that dictates how they absorb water um, Mm -hmm. and how thick they get. Um, wow. depending on, you know, what you're using it for, especially when you're just using them as starch thickeners, mm-hmm. um, but things like that, um, and understanding in a way of, okay, you know, now how that molecularly works. So you have a better understanding of when you're cooking it, why something does something, um, or, you know, why did that turn into that thickness or why mm-hmm. is this not, um, doing what it should be? Why did my sauce break? How do I repair it? And not just how to repair it technically, but knowing molecularly how that breaks and, and how those things interact. Um, so that just helped me in the sense of cooking skills, but then also how to better explain it to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mom and my sister and people that were in my life, I would learn something and then I would go home on a school break and I'd be like, oh, you know, you do this and it messes up. Well, here's why and blah, blah, blah and, and all of that. So that was really fun. And then I, I have two different experiences where I was teaching classes. One was during my um, internship for school. I did my internship with McCormick Spice Company and they do internal cooking classes to help people from different departments understand more about what McCormick does on a whole and on a culinary oh, cool. level and all of that. So just teaching those people who... I'm like, you work for a food company, but you work in IT and they have no clue on on different stuff and just trying to explain to people 
a one pot meal, which to me is one of the simplest things you can do. But there were some people who could not grasp the fact that you had to put everything into the one pot. Like <laughs> they're like, what do you mean? Like froze or people, you know, panicking at some fire or, you know, not even realizing how to turn the stove on. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my oh my gosh, these people need help. Um, <laughs> so that, that was my first experience doing that. And I really liked teaching and there were times where I thought about you know being a culinary school instructor yeah but in that sense I'm really just helping students that want to become chefs I would I would much rather enjoy helping people that you know they have to do this as just a basic everyday skill like the people who don't know how to turn the stove on confidently yeah (laughs) yeah um you know and and it used to be a long time ago before women really entered the workforce is mm-hmm. they were at home and cooking every day and they would pass that knowledge down and then yeah. they stop. Um, my mom, my mom didn't teach me how to cook. My grandmother taught me how to cook my great grandmother. Um, mm-hmm. Not that my mom can't cook. She can, she just doesn't like to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, so that was a big eye opener for me. And then I also got to teach in Italy at a cooking school um, wow. for tourists. So different, we had a different group every week and we would teach them traditional um, Italian and specifically Tuscan dishes. We were in Tuscany and, and even that, that too, just, just working with more and more people and understanding different learning styles. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I thought I was explaining something really well. And then I realized, okay, that probably wasn't people the easiest to it. understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really, I have a passion for sharing my knowledge with people so they can just feel more confident in the kitchen and not hate it. I think that was yeah. the biggest thing is I met so many people who were like, oh, I hate cooking. I'm like, why? It's so much fun. And you mm-hmm. get to create things and it's cheaper than going out to eat mm-hmm. and all of that. So that is I, so cool. Hearing you like talk about it, it's like, I think cooking, I mean, I'm definitely one of those people who are like, I hate cooking, but it's really just because I'm insecure that I don't really know how to, but I've been learning and we're growing. But like hearing you talk about it, it's like, I feel like cooking sounds like it's like this perfect or not perfect, but like it's a combination of science and art. And it's like putting those together and then you get to create something that tastes good. So it's like the best kind of science and then also art. So I think that's like cool hearing how both of those things interplay with like creativity and then also like you know you're explaining like the molecular molecules molecular (laughs) oh my gosh struggling over here but anyways it's so cool to hear you talk about that that way yeah that's amazing so um like what's the difference between like the science and the arts degrees in culinary school do you have to get both of them or is that something you decided to do no so basically I at CIA, it's different for different culinary schools. Majority of culinary schools just do an associate's degree. So mm-hmm. it's just all of the cooking classes, learning techniques, and maybe some different cuisines, um, how to break down meats and, and seafood and fish and all of that. Um, so for CIA, you choose either baking and pastry or culinary arts as your associate's degree or your first two years if you're doing it all in one shot. So they have associate's degrees and bachelor's degrees. When I started, they were completely separated. So everyone did the associate's degree and graduated. And then you decided to continue on into the bachelor's program or not. Um, So now they have the option of just doing it in one straight shot. Um, But so when I started, I actually debated between baking and pastry or culinary because I love baking and pastry. I just decided, you know, I didn't want to be a pastry chef. I wanted to know mostly culinary arts and the savory side and cuisines mm-hmm. um, and with some pastry because we did take one baking and pastry class. Um, and I had known a lot. I didn't want to do aggressive, like elaborate cake decorating or um, chocolate work or sugar work. I think that's cool. But as a profession, that wasn't really what I wanted to do long-term. So mm-hmm. I ended up choosing culinary arts and then, um, yeah, graduated. And when I decided in the beginning to do culinary arts, I had decided I was going to get a bachelor's degree, but I was going, going to do applied food studies, which handles like food writing, um, food policy, 
in law, agriculture, kind of dealing with all of the problems within the, the food industry, yeah. um, food waste, things like uh, world hunger, the bee problem, like all of those different types of things. And initially I had a passion for world hunger and I still do. But then once I got more into it, I realized it's such a political issue rather mm -hmm. than a just, you know, food issue. And I realized I didn't want to be in politics. I didn't want to have to fight governments on it and yeah. all that. So I was like, eh, it's probably not for me. And then when I, I knew, all, too, I didn't want to be in restaurants forever. So that's when I started looking into other jobs. And then I found research and development. And then I ended up doing my job at McCormick. And so in that, that's when I understood, like, the science side and the culinary development world. So as soon as I got back from my internship, I, re I changed my major to be culinary science for my bachelor's degree. Um, okay. So they have different options. You can do food business management, mm -hmm. applied food studies, um, or culinary arts. And then they also have a hospitality management degree, but that one's, a, that one's separate because they only do a handful of culinary arts classes. They don't do the full associates, culinary arts or baking and pastry. So that one's separated, but it is a bachelor's degree. Oh, cool. um, so yeah, you can choose whichever path you want. Majority of people do food business management, but um, I really wanted to understand the science side. And I wasn't huge on science in high school. I liked it, but I didn't really fully grasp it. And biology, I hated because it was just straight mm -hmm. facts. Chemistry, <laughs> I thought was really, really interesting, but I didn't study enough for it. Oh, yeah. So I didn't do extremely well. And then physics for me was super easy because I'm really good at math. So the math side of it, I was really, really good at, but then the concept side I struggled with again, because I wasn't as good at studying, mm -hmm. um, in high school, I figured it out in culinary school, but, <laughs> um, yeah. So that, but then once I got into it and it was science directly applied to food, I was like, this is so cool. My yeah. mind was blown. Like every single day, I really grasped the concepts because I really liked it and enjoyed it. Um, mm -hmm. The only class that was really, really hard for me to grasp was culinary chemistry. And it was more so because it was only once a week um, with the way the schedules worked. And then it was yeah. also during the winter or the spring semester. So it was winter first in the schools in New York. So we had like um, five classes in a row that got canceled because mm -hmm. one, our, at the beginning part, our professor was sick and then there were snow days and it was a mess. So oh trying <laughs> to learn everything and then yeah. having it all separated out. It took me a while to grasp it. I failed like three quizzes in a row. And then I was <laughs> like, I need to understand this. And yeah. then I finally did by the final. And I ended up with like a 98 on the final because I, I like clicked everything together because it all adds yeah. on top of each other. So and it's I, like, if and, you don't get the base, you're not getting anything else. <laughs> oh yeah. If you don't get it in the beginning, you're screwed unless you spend <laughs> a bunch of time like grasp, trying to grasp it all. Yeah. And that's what happened is it all clicked at the mm -hmm. end. And I was like, Oh, okay. Now this makes sense. And mm -hmm. our tests were short answers. I mean, they're not multiple choice at all. You had to hand oh, write out Lord. every answer to the questions. And I was going through that test and I was like, yeah, I know <laughs> all of this. I feel like <laughs> such a smart person. And, um, I literally, <laughs> I, was, I was done with like the first page and I was like, yes. And I flipped it over and my professor goes, did you say yes? And I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, like I yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm feeling really good right now. Yeah, was so awesome. And we have, we had her professor every semester. So we were oh, like really that. close mm -hmm. and I was like, crushed it. I turned it in. I was so proud of myself. I ended up with like a B in the class. Just because but I hey, you got an A on that final. It, but yeah. Yep. I was like, I know it all now. Yeah. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. That must have been the best feeling. <laughs> oh, it was. It's always a great feeling when you know the answers. <laughs> the For real. Cool. Well, we also wanted to ask you a little bit about like your experience as a female in culinary school. Um, I've heard a lot of things about it, like being really hard for women still within like the culinary arts. And I wanted to hear like your perspective and your take on that. Yeah. So it's funny because um, the school that I went to, it was male dominated for a really long time. And then I think it was my second year in, 
it had finally gone 51 percent female and 48 percent men i'm like whatever the math is on that yeah (laughs) 49 i'm like i can't think about percentages (laughs) anyways um yeah but it's female dominated in baking and pastry Mm-hmm. and male dominated in culinary arts so it's kind of interesting that didn't mean that our classes were 50 50 male and female um but in my culinary arts class there was there was 18 oh no we actually had even <laughs> that's funny i'm like oh it wasn't even mine was <laughs> it was nine girls and nine guys but oh. it, it it you know it trickled down and then we kind of switched around our different um classes and mm-hmm. um once at culinary art or culinary science there was like five girls in the class I think five or six mm-hmm. um out of like 20 so in a way I think in culinary school I didn't feel it that much because we were all kind of on the same level of learning yeah. and that kind of thing I did have but I also have always had a lot of guy friends mm-hmm. so in a way like I never felt intimidated by guys just because I was always around them um, Mm -hmm. or friends with them. I'm also very like outspoken and I I mean, maybe it has to do with me being a redhead, but I'm very like stubborn and Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't back down easily from anything. So I think my personality plays into me not being very intimidated in a kitchen setting. Mm -hmm. Um, I also feel like sometimes I can be more intimidating than other women in a sense just because I will like physically push guys out of the way or like I'm I'm very more so aggressive in a restaurant environment or, yeah. or professional kitchen than I am just you know by myself at home but um yeah if you're bothering me you'll know it's not <laughs> I don't I don't make it a secret or anything like that yeah um so there's that I mean when I was 16 I started working for a CIA alumni in a restaurant and I was there was one other girl who worked there in the kitchen and she was the pastry chef. So it was normal. It was like, Oh yeah. She's like the cute girly pastry chef. Um, mm-hmm. she wasn't super girly, but she was, and she was just on her own, on her own station. You know, nobody really like messed with her stuff. I mean, she was, she was pretty intimidating though too, but mm-hmm. I worked with a bunch of guys who were all older than me. I was 16. Um, and so that was a and it was also more intimidating that I was in a restaurant for the first time. Um, so, so sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes that was weird. Um, also, like some of you know the language, the different mm. like profanity and things like that. That like kitchen talk and mm-hmm. all of that that was weird getting used to. A lot of the stuff because I was sixteen, I like didn't understand half the stuff that they were saying. Um, <laughs> I guess there's a benefit <laughs> of being young then. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I mean I wasn't. I'm from San Antonio. So mm-hmm. majority of, I think almost everyone in the kitchen spoke Spanish. So then they'd all be speaking Spanish and I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was just, it was weird getting used to, but then I did and, and it was fine. I think it was more so my size that gave me like problems than me just being a girl. Uh, Cause I'm five foot. So I'm pretty short. Um, yeah. So that was like, Oh, she's cute and small. And like, <laughs> She's You're just, like, no, oh, I, she's I know what I'm girl. doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was that. And then um, I feel like I haven't really felt um, like oppressed as a woman in, in the kitchen or um, discriminated me as me as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if height discrimination is a thing that you can be discriminated against (laughs) I just felt like that was a thing um but I was like whatever you have to get that I think I liked I always played it as a you know me not having to do things that were difficult like oh that that bag of potatoes is is 50 pounds or 100 pounds like I can't lift it oh no I could I just didn't want to Um, or somebody would offer to and I'm like sure go ahead I don't want to do that um (laughs) move something really heavy or or lift I don't know that that kind of stuff I didn't even mind even if they thought of it as oh she's a girl she can't do that I think it was oh she's small she probably 
can't lift that. that. I don't know. Or they were just being like gentlemanly and and lifting it for me. So I was like, sure, go ahead. I don't want to do it. (laughs) Um, So I kind of, I kind of played that off. Um, But I think the biggest advice I have for women in the kitchen is not to allow things to happen. So if someone is being, you know, rude or making comments or, you know, assuming something about you because you're a woman, it's like, you have to, you have to stand up for yourself at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, because it's not so much about like society as a whole is really comes down to things that happen on an individual basis. So if somebody is saying something to you that way, you, you have to not just like let it go and let it be okay. You Mm -hmm. have to say something, you have to, you know, stand up for yourself, prove them wrong, maybe show them up, get a better grade than them. I don't know. Um, (laughs) You know, have more of that, like, pushy attitude. Um, I found that a lot of times me, me and some of the other girls in my class, honestly, we had chef um, instructors we sometimes called them chef assers, chef professors. Um, (laughs) And uh, they would say something like, oh, guys, or, you know, oh, this, they would refer to a lot of things as he or like men or something like that. And me and some of the other girls would say, would like stand up for that and say like, you know, or her or her like out loud sitting there in the middle of a lecture that a chef instructor was giving. And they would say something like, oh, you know, if your boss comes to you and asks you to do something, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but like something about like, oh, he has to do this. He has to do that. He has to do that. It's like, or her or yeah. her yeah um or they'd be like okay we need some guys to do this like someone would be like why not the girls you yeah know? Mm-hmm. it's like that that kind of stuff you have to constantly um and you know make yourself known and um announce it and kind of stop it yeah. where it starts um even I- if it may maybe seems uncomfortable um yeah. I think a lot of us have like respect boundaries for people in authority I definitely did but it's mm-hmm. that kind of thing where you know you have to start changing people's individual mindsets I love that I think that that's like a great way to just because it's not disrespectful to just be like hey like you're forgetting an entire gender <laughs> like literally half the class be like no like her I think that that's a really important way to kind of call people out and just be like hey those subtle well, little things they make a big difference because and I also feel like too like I'm sure like your professors weren't being like evil malicious monsters mm-hmm. when they were doing that so mm-hmm. you know it's not like you know like it wasn't vindictive what they were doing so I feel like it's almost like hey it's all fun and games but like hey or her like I'm right here <laughs> Which, yeah you know but the small things I think they're I don't know I was gonna say fun they're not fun well they could be fun <laughs> but also important <laughs> yeah a lot of the chef instructors too have been there for a really long time. So they're, just so they're used to, to like yeah. mostly men. And yeah. even when the school started, it, it, well, my school at least, CIA was started for returning World War II veterans to oh, learn wow. a new trade wow. to go back into like regular life. Um, so it was all men when yeah. it started and it was men for a while. And then there was, I don't even remember her name, but I feel like I should. There was a woman who, became like the first female um student and then she I think the same woman became the first female instructor um and they just had in 20 I think she got hired in 2021 yeah this year they just hired the first female um black chef instructor and I'm like just barely it makes me wonder (laughs) if it really took that long or did it was there not female black chefs applying, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or how many were applying? Like, were they qualified? I don't know. It, it's like that kind of stuff where I don't want to just immediately note it to like, oh, they, they just didn't want that. Um, but it, I'm curious is like how many people actually mm-hmm. applied that are that um, of that background and everything like that. So I don't know. It's interesting just to watch that happen. Um, yeah. And there's a, I don't know the ratio of female to male chef instructors in my school. There's definitely more male, but um, mm-hmm. 
and again, a lot of the female chef instructors are on the pastry side. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it definitely varies, but no, I think yeah. a lot of the women chef instructors were more, way more intimidating than the male instructors. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's like I you, like that. you have to be aggressive as a five foot woman. <laughs> so then you're like overcompensating for having to be like, no, I'm here. <laughs> so it just makes them even scarier. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. The associate dean or the dean of culinary arts. I don't, I think she's the associate dean or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, dean Keller. She is just a, like probably one of the most intimidating women I've ever met, but so cool. Like yeah. she just has a presence about her. She's so nice. Like I'm not, she's not. No, of course. All. Yeah. But you first meet her and you're like, <laughs> how do you get her? <laughs> like, I don't want to like this woman, like just be disrespectful, like sacred yeah. ground almost. Your, your majesty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. Um, what do you, okay. Like, so what do you want to do? Like, what's your dream? Like, what is your pipe dream? Is it to keep teaching? Do you really love that? Like, are you perfectly happy as doing this content creator? Like, what do you hope? Yeah, what, what's your biggest dream? That's what I want to know. Um, <laughs> it's funny, I get that question a lot. I guess this has kind of turned into my dream job that I didn't yeah, know I awesome. could have. I always thought about creating a YouTube channel mm -hmm. or posting on online um cooking videos and I just really never had the time for it in the sense of I didn't really want to make the time for it when I worked a job 55 hours a week and yeah, 12 hour days I was exhausted working um there and then when I was in school too I mean I didn't I was in a lot of extracurricular activities mm -hmm. and I, I worked three jobs on campus and then I had my class schedule and everything like that. So to try to do content creation on top of that was just not like in the cards. I was like, uh, that's, that's a lot. There's a learning mm -hmm. curve and everything like that. But then once I, you know, had all this time off, I said, yeah. I, I guess I could do that. And then I actually ended up um, joining a mentorship with um, this woman, her name's Krista. She's amazing. Her um, Instagram is Krista Bella Travels, and she's a digital nomad. So she's been traveling the world for seven years with a full time job um, the whole time, just remote. And she's been to like sixty different countries. And wow. I actually came across her on TikTok um, just randomly. I was scrolling, yeah. and um, I watched all of her TikTok videos. And then I went over to her Instagram because one of her videos talked about a mentorship. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. Like, how can I, you know, travel the world and work remotely um, as like a food creator or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so then I ended up joining her mentorship the Friday before it started. So it started on Sunday and I joined on Friday. So it was really kind of crazy the way, and I had messaged her on Thursday. It was pretty so cool. quick. Um but yeah, I mean, and that mentorship completely changed my life just in the sense of how I look at life. Um, I used to be very, um, I mean, I am a planned out person, but yeah. I used to be hyper planned where I would try to plan out like the next six months of my life and, mm -hmm. and have it all figured out. So I kind of knew what was happening and I would plan things out really far in advance. And that kind of taught me, you know, to kind of accept the, the unknown and the funness and excitement. Yeah of things not necessarily being figured out. Um, and so that's it. honestly the, within the first week that I was in the mentorship is when I posted that first video and, wow. um, yeah, it was kind of crazy the way that that took off. And then I ended up signing with my agency, um, two months after that. Oh, cool. Um, wow. and yeah, so I was like, holy crap, like this can be, you know, my full-time job. I can, I can work remotely and travel and have my weekends. And I'm really close with my family too. So mm -hmm. being in the restaurant industry was really tough because I had to work every weekend. And yeah. I was thinking about like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss Thanksgiving and I might miss Christmas and New Year's and, you know, all of yeah. the holidays. I was like, that kind of sucks. Um, I don't really want to do that. Um, but now I can, you know, make my own schedule, do whatever I want, go wherever I want. And um, 
people ask if I would go back into restaurants. I'm like, absolutely not. Maybe. Well, if yeah. I, yeah. Especially, if especially after to. you're doing this, like what a dream. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I hope that I just keep growing and um, can keep sharing my knowledge. And I, I don't stop learning either. I mm-hmm. always am, you know, watching new videos and different chefs and reading about different cuisines and different cookbooks. And that's part of the reason why I want to travel so much too, is I've learned the basics of different cuisines, but I actually want to go to those countries and take classes in those countries and actually learn um, that kind of thing, because there's so much to see, not just like physically in the countries, but culturally and their food and everything like that. um, And have like the actual authentic thing in, in the place. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely trying to continue with content creation and I love doing virtual classes. Honestly, Mm -hmm. that's great because I'm not tied to just one location. I can teach people basically from anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit different than not having someone directly in front of you, but it's better than nothing. Um, so I've, I really enjoyed that. And honestly, I just want to help as many people as I possibly can. That was a big thing for me when I worked for Marriott. I love them as a company. I just felt like a teeny tiny dot and such a massive company that I didn't feel like I was making a difference for anyone. Like I was just, you know, making food, sending it out. And, you know, that person had their dinner for the night. Okay. Probably wasn't really making a huge impact in their life. I really love being able to change people's lives and, and just little tiny things. When Mm -hmm. I get comments that are like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This has helped me. Or like, I always have this problem. Now I don't, or I tried your recipe and I love it. Or, you know, this, you helped me get my kids to eat vegetables. You helped me um, get back into cooking. I used to hate cooking, but now I like it. Or, you know, you helped me not be afraid of cooking. It's all that kind of stuff where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. Like, (laughs) I'm so happy. Even if it's just one person, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. I get irritated when, a video doesn't do that well, but even mm-hmm. if it's like, it'll be silly. I'll be like, oh, this video only got 9,000 views. Like that's 9,000 yeah. views. <laughs> um, but it's silly just on TikTok with how huge different videos can get. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, you're, you're being ridiculous. That's still like, so that's many a people. lot of people. Yeah. yeah. That is a lot. Or I'll be dumb and I'll be comparing myself to other platforms. I'm like, Ugh. They have 700,000 followers and I only have 340,000, like 340,000 people follow me. That's insane. That's so <laughs> like, much. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody that's bigger than me. Like that's just inevitable. But mm-hmm. I think I, I get funny at myself. I'm like, oh, that, mm, and I get all upset. And then I'm like, wait a minute. That's still such a huge number. <laughs> It's like that like meme natural. I've seen where it's like, or maybe it's a TikTok audio where it's like, yeah, 30 views might not be a lot, but if 30 people were to walk in right now and watch what I was doing, I would be overwhelmed. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? True. <laughs> like that's yeah. a nice perspective. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely think, yeah, that's hilarious. So or like even on a live, mm-hmm. um oh, be yeah. Like, 80 people in the live I'm like there's not that many people in here like but if 80 people were sitting in front of me right now I'd be like ah like I'd be horrified yeah (laughs) or just like also it's there I mean in a way they're strangers unless you do know somebody on there but like Mm -hmm. you know it's just 80 strangers hopping on to watch you versus like if 80 strangers just walked into my house like just like watch you cook something or whatever opened my door and said you know anybody can come in in. and 80 people showed up yeah yeah (laughs) I'm just like oh hey how's it going they're like oh I watch your videos I watch you every day from your window (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) social media is so weird if you really think about it we're gonna take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists Today for our spotlights, um, I'm going to shout out a singer-songwriter who I found via TikTok. Kind of have a theme for this episode, I guess. So um, she's a singer-songwriter and her name is Maddie Regent, I believe. Um, her at on TikTok is Hi Maddie Regent. It's spelled um, H-I 
M-A-D-D-I-E-R-E-G-E-N-T. Um, she's a singer songwriter um, and a producer. She does. She's really good. Like she has a song that is honestly called Salt. I think it came out recently, um, but I think it's so good and I love it. So yeah, give her a follow. Check out her song Salt. Um, she's still like a like, you know, she's an up and coming artist, but she's killing it. She's doing great. Um, there's like a couple like content creators that like I've been following that like inspired have inspired me to just like just start posting just for the fun of it and she's one of them because I just you know she's so consistent she seems just to be having fun doing it and I feel like that's like the most important thing just to have fun with like promoting yourself and especially on these apps like this but anyways she's also an incredibly talented songwriter and musician so check her out again that is Maddie Regent I believe R-E-G-E-N-T and then on Instagram it's just her name as her username so check her out she's really great that's awesome this is someone that my teacher actually showed me because I was trying to do like a collage inspired publication for my artistic oh, yeah. inspiration book. Mm-hmm. And her stuff is way cooler than mine turned out, but go check her out. Um, her username is Paper Leftovers and her name's Bernadette Helmers. She's from the Netherlands and she does these collages with Ooh. really old paper and photos and stuff. Oh, this is stunning. Yeah, they're really cool. And I know she sells them. I have such an appreciation for collage art. I think it's one of the coolest things. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's not stunning. as easy as everyone makes it look. Of just like cutting out things and sticking them on a paper. Yeah, it's so much harder. I can say it from experience of trying to do it this semester. <laughs> You're like, yeah, not as easy as we all think it is. I know. They make it look so flawless. It's like, it's really hard. So anyway, go check her out. I think she's pretty established. She has like 5,000 followers on here, but I think she has like regular purchase purchasers. That's lo- I love it. These are mm-hmm. beautiful. Cool. Well, and for anyone who may be new here, um, we like doing these every single episode where we just um, point out um, artists that we've found via social media um if anyone listening has any that they think would be cool to shout out definitely message us or if you are an artist who would appreciate and shout out let us know I mean our what we see is only like limited to kind of just what we discover naturally on social media so the more suggestions we can get and the more people we can just talk about their art the better so let us know and we'll shout you guys out definitely we're always looking for more people all right now back to the show that's really cool though I love that like you're able to give those tips to people and help them and that it's like making such a big difference and I also love that it's like what you wanted to do all along even though you made a dream job yeah you didn't know existed (laughs) yeah Yeah, or at least I think I didn't know that I personally would have because I watched youtubers or you know, different Instagram influencers and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, that would be fun. Like, oh, imagine if I could do that. Or, you know, I'm a huge Bachelor fan and I would, I'd follow those people and I'm like, wow, they make so much money and they don't have, I'm not, I'm not saying they don't have to do any work because (laughs) it is a lot of work to be a content creator, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they just post videos and they, they get free stuff and all that. And I'm like, wow, what a dream. And then I'm like, oh, Oh, here now we I'm are. one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> but it is really okay. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff. sometimes I am like, oh, I don't want to film right now because I have to get things out and set stuff up. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of times so I feel like some some of my people or um, followers who watch me and have watched a lot of my videos, there's definitely ones where you can tell if I filmed it the whole thing in one one go or if I filmed it and then did the other parts differently because I'll a lot of times I'll just be cooking something um but I won't be prepared to like film me and the whole intro and everything like that so I'll just film the parts of like the cooking and then I'll do a voiceover later and then have one day where I'll film all of the intros and outros and that kind of stuff but I'm like but then there's other videos where I'll do like four or five videos in one day, but all of them start to finish. 
Mm -hmm. Um, so it's funny just seeing the difference in my own videos. I'm like, Oh, that one was when I was being lazy. And that one was (laughs) when I was like being really productive and that's awesome I feel like there's so now I think a lot of artists are catching on of like all different kinds of mediums that like wait I could totally grow and on TikTok and connect with people because it's like so random how videos can just blow up so like do you have any like advice you would give to anyone who's wanting to grow on TikTok or even just not on TikTok but just their following in general yeah I mean part of it was I had no idea. It was kind of random. There's been people yeah. who've asked me like, how did you get so big? I'm like, I, I don't oh, know. No. I just posted a video. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just being, you know, completely being yourself mm-hmm. and having fun with it. Honestly, I got into this one kind of series or time period lapse, whatever. And I was being kind of very like scripted in what I was saying. I was Mm -hmm. thinking about it a lot and my videos were doing fine, but it was definitely a big difference. And my agent actually was like, you know, you, you seem kind of stiff. You don't seem like you're just having fun with it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, you're right. And so I have recently actually gotten back into just starting the video and talking and just, you know, being more natural about it. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, definitely like smiling and looking like you're having fun and um, trying to show the product really well or whatever you're doing in the best lighting possible mm-hmm. definitely helps. Um, I personally film everything on my iPhone, mm-hmm. but a lot of people have gotten professional cameras. And so that makes their video quality a lot better. Um, I don't know if that has extreme amount to do with views or not. TikTok is so incredibly random with how things go. (laughs) I think the biggest thing is getting people to be interactive on your video because I know that helps with the algorithm um, on TikTok to do better. So if more people are commenting and liking and sharing your video, Mm -hmm. the more it will progress to other people versus if you you know, maybe people just see it and they like it and they keep swiping or they don't watch majority of the video, then Mm -hmm. those ones aren't going to do as well because it like in the beginning, people aren't really interested. Um, So I try to add things in like, like this video and share it or comment your favorite fruit or um, I'll make a dressing or something and I'll be like, comment your favorite dressing. Maybe I'll make it next or something like that to get people to be more interactive on the video. Um, and then I try to do a lot of like video replies to comments mm. and that kind of thing. So I think the more that you're interactive with your audience and they're interactive with you, the better the whole thing will be. What about cooking? I'm like, I'm sure you have all this information you could <laughs> give us on how do you better cooking, cooker, cookers, chefs, cookers, whatever it is. Cooks. Yeah. <laughs> Cooks, cookers. I'm just making up words over here. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously whoever's listening needs to go watch them and I'm going to like go binge watch your TikToks so I can like learn, but is there any, like any tip or like overarching tip you would give to someone who is wanting to get back into cooking? This might be for me. This might be for our listeners. We'll never know. (laughs) Okay. So I have a a few different tips. If you're new to cooking or just trying to get back into liking cooking again, Mm -hmm. I'd say one, start with foods that you really enjoy. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody's on like health kicks and diets and all that crap, but like most of the food, you don't even like it. Um, But yeah, definitely start with like, okay, pick your favorite food or one of your favorite foods. Like for me, pasta is one of my favorites. So go for pasta, find a pasta dish that's not super complicated, maybe doesn't have a ton of ingredients. So you don't get immediately overwhelmed. Um, put on your favorite music or your favorite show that you don't have to fully pay attention to. I watch Netflix like 24 um, seven. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy, but <laughs> side note, I'll like start watching something. And then two days later, I'm like on the like third season or something like that. And people are like, didn't you just start watching that show? I'm like, yeah, but I play it all day long for like eight hours a day. Um, I'm just doing a bunch of other work while I'm watching anyways. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you know, put on, put on fun music. Um, so make it just an enjoyable environment, maybe get your, your friend in on it or your significant other or your mom or your 
brother or, you know, somebody in your life that, you know, you like to be around. And then, so now you have this environment that you, you're already happy in, I mean, like in general, um, changing your mindset is huge on it. So don't think of it as like, I got to cook because I have to eat. It's like, no, like you, you get to make this fun meal and learn something new. And, Mm -hmm. and then you get to like, be proud of yourself for doing that. Or, you know, if you're cooking for someone else, like your kids or your family, like you're now getting to provide your family with something really good. Um, if you want to go full, like hardcore, you know, get yourself out of a bad mindset, be like, Hey, at least you get to do this. Like you, you have food and you have the physical ability to cook. Not everybody has that. Yeah. Um, That's being dramatic, but for some people, it really puts it in perspective. Um, and then the other thing is like when you're physically cooking, first step is always read completely through your recipe, maybe twice. Um, so you have an idea of what the whole thing is um, and where something goes. A lot of recipes, you know, you might have two cups of sugar, but one cup of sugar goes one place and the other cup goes a different place. Mm-hmm. So paying attention to those little details, reading through really helps. Um, and then the other side of it that is drilled into our heads in culinary school is what's called mise floss which is three words, Um, but it means everything in its place. And so that means you prep out and measure every ingredient um, that you need. Get all of your bowls, utensils, preheat your oven, do all of that before you start actually cooking. So cut up all of your ingredients, you know, measure out your seasonings or whatever you need. Um, Get all the prep work done before you even turn on a burner. Because then the whole process goes so fast. Um, you know, you don't have to sear the chicken and then the next step is to add in garlic. And you're like, oh, where's the garlic? Oh, I got to chop it. Oh no, my chicken's burning. Like, yeah. yeah, that's not a normal process. In, in restaurants, we prep out all of the ingredients, everything we need. And then when the um, day starts, the shift starts, an order start running in, you're not scrambling to cut something up your all of your prep is already right there mm-hmm. and then you could just cook and and you're good to go and it makes it so quick also cleaning as you go reading that recipe really helps to find holes and when you might not really be doing something so if you have to simmer rice for 20 minutes or something's in the oven for 30 minutes mm-hmm. use those holes just to clean other stuff um or to you know make a, a salad or something like that um, so th- those ways can really just help the whole process go a lot smoother. Cool. I love that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. Well, um, I don't know. Do you have any more questions, Sadie? I'm just no. like ready to go binge we watch can... your TikToks and then go I'm... cook something. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, let's go find a recipe for tonight. Let's go. I'm ready. I don't think I've ever been this pumped up about cooking in my entire life, to be honest. I just posted so, a pasta recipe. So. Oh, oh we well go. then maybe, maybe I'll go <laughs> check that one out. Make it. <laughs> I love it. Well, do you want to just shout out your socials mm-hmm. um, where people can find you? That'd be awesome. Yeah. So I'm at Chef Kelsey on tiktok it's k-e-l-s-e-y it's the correct way to spell kelsey (laughs) i'm just kidding there's so many ways um but yeah chef kelsey on uh tiktok chef kelsey shade on instagram and then i am on facebook as at chef kels with i think it's with one s just one s um on facebook but i don't post on there like consistently the instagram and tiktok are my two biggest ones Um, and then on both of those pages, I have my, um, there's a one link on there that connects you to my link tree page. So there's a whole bunch of links on there for, there's some discounts, but there's also all of my recipe eBooks. So I have five recipe eBooks. There's uh, my top five go-to recipes, um, and Thanksgiving cookbook, which by the way, has 20 recipes that you can use pretty much any time of the year. So maybe the turkey and the gravy or cranberry sauce, but majority of the recipes you can use any time of year. Um, I also have my Italian Christmas cookbook, which is also not um, dictated to Christmas. It's a bunch of seafood recipes, three Italian desserts um, and some appetizers in there. Don't mind me looking down. I'm just like <laughs> scrolling through your Instagram right now. Just like all this good. delicious food. <laughs> um, 
And then I'm like, what are my other? <laughs> oh, I have a cookie cookbook. Yeah. It's called the 12 Days of Cookie Miss, which yeah. I also released at Christmas time. But again, 12 cookie recipes that you could use any time of the year. Um, and then I have my healthy five days of health benefiting recipe ebook that's connected with the recording of my uh, health beneficial tips, healthy lifestyle um, class that I did. And it's just me talking and giving you knowledge about healthy eating and and lifestyle changes. It's not a diet. I'm not a registered Mm -hmm. dietitian. I know a lot about nutrition, but I'm not a nutritionist. It's just general ways to be more nutrient focused um, and ways to, you know, do little changes that can really help overall health, not, oh, here's how to diet, here's weight loss, like, you know, restrict yourself, don't eat dairy. Like, it's none of that. It's literally just, you know, your everyday eating, normal habits. Here's how you can slightly tweak things to make it easier. A lot of like food prepping things, but not making full meals. Um, mm-hmm. all that. There's a lot of knowledge in it. Um, and if you get that, you'll get the five days of health benefiting recipe ebook too. Wow. Um, wow. This is am- oh, I didn't know you had Snapchat. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Snapchat. Yeah. At, um, K Marie 298, K M A R E 298, which was my original Snapchat. I like couldn't yeah. make a separate one. It just, I got an additional public profile on there so I do post some stuff or more random like hey here's something I'm just doing today um Mm -hmm. that kind of thing that's new I'm getting used to it but yeah awesome awesome well I am gonna go check that out that's I didn't realize like there was so much like ebooks and like cookbooks so like that's just this is amazing I'm so excited (laughs) I also have my Amazon favorites page is linked on mm. there. So it's a lot of products and cookware and cookbooks that I really like um, oh, cool. linked there too. So yeah. amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. We, like I said, we are Stani said at the beginning, we've like wanted someone to come on and talk about cool, the culinary arts and cooking <laughs> because both of us, I mean, I'm sure Stani is much better cook than I, but we, like we need recipes. someone to supplement this knowledge. <laughs> so thank you so much for being thank willing to you. come talk to us. About yeah. Of course. Thanks for having me again. Thank y'all for you know thinking of me to be the person to come on here and talk about it. I love, oh, well, I love talking in general, but I could talk about <laughs> cooking all day long. Perfect. <laughs> And then other than that, we'll just be watching all of your content from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> Learning how to cook. You at least uh, got I two new fans. On my YouTube. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Cool. But I don't, I haven't, that's not my priority at the moment um, cool. to create YouTube videos. It will be soon. But mm. I have like, it's linked on that whole link of um, okay. my, my like main, um, original YouTube video that's just basically explaining in depth my whole culinary story Mm -hmm. um and then I reposted two of I think I only reposted two of my most popular TikToks but oh cool just to be like hey I'm still relevant here this is me (laughs) Um, I'm that girl (laughs) yeah so but yeah that's something I'm going to be working on soon is putting more creating more YouTube videos um again it's such a learning curve for me to be like oh I have to film and edit and like yeah think things how do I uh do this okay but um yeah cool well perfect yeah I'm excited for that too cool well thank you again really appreciate you taking this time out of your day chatting with us and yeah we can let you go (laughs) hey yeah thanks for having me this was really fun hope y'all have a good day All right, everyone. Thank you again for listening today. We hope you enjoyed that interview. As per usual, check us out on Instagram at morethanamused.podcast. It's our same username on TikTok if you'd rather Mm -hmm. do TikTok, which as we've mentioned many a times, that is currently (laughs) my method of consuming media. So (laughs) check us out there. It is a great place. So follow us there if you want to. Yeah. And if you're enjoying it, share it with your friends. Maybe leave us a review. So that would know. be great. Be cool. Especially if it's like five stars. <laughs> it's, I'm not going to say only, but like, especially if you like us, leave us a review. Yes, definitely. <laughs>
Yeah. And then we're just so happy to have you all listening. So thanks for being here and we'll see you again next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.